Drives on SAFM. Now, after great international success, the online retailer Kisua.com is here with a launch party to end Mercedes-Benz Fashion Week Africa this Saturday, the 1st of November, and that's tomorrow. We speak with CEO Samuel Mensah. Samuel, welcome. I'm very excited to hear these news. Thank you, Shadow. It's a pleasure to be here. Salman, what happens to you? You're a director of a global investment company, and then what? What turns your head and thinks, ah, I've got to do something online with African fashion? I know, you know, my parents thought, you know, what's happening to our son? You know, (laughs) we send him to school, he gets a good job, and now he wants to go and play with clothes. So, yes, it was... um, it was a bit of a career change for me. Mm-hmm. I uh, I was traveling uh, around Africa quite a bit uh, at the time, working in an investment fund, mm-hmm. and uh, and I would buy fabrics for friends. Uh, you know, in African culture, we gift fabrics yes. um, on special occasions, uh, weddings, uh, engagements, and the like. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I found that um, you know it's such a hassle to turn fabrics into clothes that, you know, many people don't actually use the fabric. So if you mean my mother, for example, or my sisters mm-hmm. have got fabrics that, uh, you know, different types of African fabric that they just have in the closet because it's just so much effort to turn that into a garment. Mm-hmm. So I started gifting friends actual clothes. Wow. And, uh, and then found that people started approaching me for to place orders. Because oh, wow. it's, you know, say I saw that... Uh, that nice top you got for shadow from Kenya. Next time you're going to Kenya, here's a hundred dollars or here's two hundred dollars. Can, yeah. can you get me something? And of course, you know, politely t- turn it down because I wasn't sure when I was going to go to that particular city and go visit that particular store again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and after a while, I thought to myself, hang on, you know, what's wrong with me? Why am I turning down money? <laughs> There's obviously a real need here. So, um, and that's then that's how it started. And that's how the, the, the Kisua idea was uh, was hatched. So it found you? I guess it did. I guess it did. Um, and I, I mean, I've been inspired by, you know, many uh, great people who have been uh, have been working in the in the fashion industry for a very long time. Uh, you know, people like uh, Oswald Boateng, who's the chairman of our advisory board, who's very passionate about Africa and very passionate about uh, African design. Uh, people like uh, Dr. Precious Motsefe, who's mm-hmm. a champion for African fashion and African fashion designers. Um, Lucilla Boyson of SA Fashion Week, who's also champions the cause of uh, of African designers. And Amoya Miyakarile in Nigeria, who does something similar, also helping uh, fashion designers on the continent access international markets. And what we try to do at Kisua is effectively enable all of that with technology. So we have a world-class technology platform, an e-commerce platform, that allows us to service customers all over the world, and we collaborate with designers from different African countries, uh, and we enable these designers to access markets which would uh, otherwise be very difficult for them to do. So we have distribution center in the UK and one in the US, and now we're launching one very excitingly uh, in, uh, in South Africa. Well, you've got a, a formidable team. I see you've got Jupe van der May from Vlisco, uh, who, who you work with. So as far as fabric is concerned, you're quite covered, aren't you? 
Absolutely. Van der May was the CEO of Lisco. Lisco is the leading manufacturer of um, of African uh, fashion, African print fabrics. Mm. So it's great to have um, a guy like him with his uh, his years of experience, uh, you know, provide input into into what we do as the Kisua. We, mm. we also have a, a phenomenal design uh, internal design team. Um, led by uh, Benita Leppen, who used to be at um, at Black Coffee and Marion and Lindy. Mm. Uh, so we're, we're we're quite blessed. We have a lot of uh, phenomenal people involved in this uh, in this project to, you know, take African fashion and uh, contemporary African fashion. That's the other thing about what we do. It's uh, it's not your grandmother's African fashion. Mm. It's you know, African fashion for the modern woman. Um, and it doesn't have to be just even for the black woman. It's, it's, it's some stuff that anybody can wear. Well, looking at the different cultures you're representing, because when you say African, you talk about the whole continent, and you've, you you can borrow so many ideas from from uh, the Kente, for instance, the Sishweshwe, the, the, the Zulu beads, etc. So, you know, this is going to be a, a huge, huge, exciting period for, for Kisua, because you, you've got all, all these influences to play with. Absolutely. I mean, Africa is endowed with uh, cultural assets that, you know, we haven't actually exploited um, from a business perspective. And many international brands have been borrowing from Africa for years, African inspirations. Um, you know, and like you mentioned, Kinti from Ghana, Adirel Ashoke from uh, Nigeria, Kitenge from Kenya, Clifford from South Africa. There's, there's so much that we have. Um, it just requires the commercial and business engine behind it um, to be able to turn it into a viable business that can scale and that can, you know, fulfill the needs of, uh, of customers um, here in Africa and, uh, and across the world. What does Kisua mean? So Kisua is a coastal specific word that means well-dressed person. <laughs> How we like to keep it simple. Yeah, well-dressed, but Kisua, and it's Swahili, you say it is, huh? It is, yes. Uh, and and what sort of women um, are you catering for? You said not your grandmother, but is it highly sophisticated? Uh, or is it is it, firstly, again, is it affordable? Um, what, what who, Who's your client? So our client is somebody who appreciates good clothes um, and good fashion. Um, and she could be anywhere between 25 to, you know, 40, 45 years old. Um, we have, we have a variety of products for variety of body shapes. Um, but fundamentally it's about, uh, women who, who love fashion, who love clothes, who want to find a way to celebrate their African heritage through what they wear. Okay. So w- when can we start buying? You, so the beautiful thing, the actually live in South Africa now. Um, our platform actually went live um, about a week or so ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can actually go to kisua.com, place an order, uh, and we'll deliver to you. We've been delivering uh, globally anyway from the U.S., but now we have a distribution center here in South Africa. Mm-hmm. We deliver locally, um, and you know you pay in rands, and we deliver. We do free deliveries, and we do free returns as well. If it doesn't fit, then you need to bring it back and try on something else. So, yes, we are we are open and and ready to bring some some happiness to the women of South Africa.
Oh, we love you so much for that. And, <laughs> and good luck with the launch tomorrow. Thank you very much. Thank, well, th you, thank you, Samuel. Good luck. Thank you so much. Take care. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. Wow, I can't wait to go online. In fact, I should have tried. I thought it only goes online tomorrow. So now that you're listening, go kisua.com, K-I-S-U-A. It means well-dressed woman uh, or just well-dressed in, in, in Swahili. Um, and they launch tomorrow. You heard from the man. So go and, and tell him well, whether you like it or not. But he's got a wonderful team chaired by Oswald Boateng. Of course, everyone knows who Oswald Boateng is. Amazing, amazing, amazing uh, designer of, I think, predominantly men's suits uh, more than uh, female. But I, I, may, I stand to be corrected. You probably started doing some female clothing as well. So, kisua.com. Go and enjoy. Coming back to talk about the Bourbon Beer and Burger Festival at the Piermont Emperor's Palace Charity Mile. After this. In the Saturday play this week... I'm not unstable. Okay. Mara, you're obsessed with Hilson. Eh? She's obsessed with you. You shouldn't even be going to see her. She threatened to kill herself. Because she knows exactly what to say to make you jump, man, Eddie. Shut up, Masinga. Where's your loyalty? Huh? Listen, I don't want this. I want you on the case. Let's all just calm down. Eddie, you're off. Listen to part three of Psychotic Minds by Ashley Harvey this Saturday evening just after the 7 o'clock news. Otherwise, on SAFM. Athena Norenis is the festival director of the Bourbon Beer and Burger Festival. I, I think, Athena, welcome. I think it's going to end up eventually called the BBB Festival. Triple B. What? Hi, Shadow. Nice, <laughs> to speak. nice to speak to you. Um, yes, it's uh, it's called the Triple B. So it's the Bourbon Bear and Burgers Festival. Is it our first one? Or it, has is, it is the first one this year at the Empress Charity Mile. So we're looking forward to a good response this year. Is, are you raising funds for anything whatsoever? What, what, what's a Charity Mile? Excuse um, my uh, ignorance. No, not a problem. Um, the Empress Charity Mile are giving away, well, Empress is giving away 500,000. Mm -hmm. There are 16 horses racing um, this year, so each one of the horses um, are running for a charity, mm -hmm. um, and they are going to, they'll give money away um, according to what they come in, in the race. We are also um, sponsoring three charities of our own. Mm -hmm. um, which is the Baby House, Starfish, and James Reed charity. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we're looking forward to giving some money away this year. And, um, yeah, hopefully they, the, the, um, whoever wins gets the most money. And, yeah, we, we look forward to next year as well. So, so each horse is, is, is representing a charity, I'm trying to understand. And yes. the winner will get the 500000 from from Emperor's Palace. Um, part of. Part of. 500,000, yes, as okay. far as I understand, yes. Okay. So, and and while all of that racing is happening, there's yes. bourbon, beer, and burgers for sale. That's correct, yes. In uh, our area, um, we've actually got awesome um, gourmet food vendors who mm. are going to come along. So you can look forward to Balkan Burger, Barking Dog, Buyos, Bahos, Tuckers, <laughs> Thousand Wives. We've also got craft beer suppliers like Smack Republic, Aces Brew, Brew Hogs. Um, we've also got our our bourbon partners, Jim Bean, this year. 
and we will have Bubbly in our VIP area and our partner is Moe. So we've got quite a few awesome suppliers and, and, and um, vendors coming along. So I think anyone will look forward to them. How does one get into that very VIP room um, that you... You can, you can buy tickets <laughs> through us. Um, so today's the last day you can buy tickets, but you can buy tickets for general access on the day. So tomorrow morning and the whole day you can buy general access tickets. So if anyone wants to buy a VIP, then they better uh, call the office and try and book their seats because we are busy setting up and it's going to be quite an exclusive and amazing area. So if they don't come this year and they see what a wonderful, beautiful area that is, then hopefully they'll buy some tickets for next year. (laughs) (laughs) Already, hey? That's how how sure you are of the success of this thing. Fantastic. I I love that. Where is it happening? (laughs) It's happening tomorrow, which is the 1st of November. Mm-hmm. It will start at about 11 o'clock. Um, the first race will start at, at 2 o'clock. Main race is at 5 and we'll end off at about um, 8 o'clock. But it all depends on the crowd. So if everyone still wants to carry on passing, we might just stay a little longer. <laughs> is, there, is there a dress code like all the other races that people go to? Or can you come as you are? Because I like the come as you are idea. <laughs> come as you are, come as you are. You know, this year um, our area is has got more of like a western rustic theme. So anyone who wants to come theme dress is more than welcome to. Otherwise, it's very casual. So you can come as you are. Um, the Empress Palace Charity Mile side of things um, might be a little bit more um, fancy, oh. but in our, or classy, if mm-hmm. you will. Um, mm-hmm. But in our area, it's more casual. So. Come as you are. We look forward to seeing you. Well, I think I think the theme bourbon beer and burger does not want heels. It doesn't invite or conjure <laughs> up me in heels. I almost want a cowboy hat or something yes, like that. Yes, exactly. And you know what? This year we're actually giving away some lovely cowboy hats in our VIP area. So, And we're going to be dressed to theme as well. Um, and uh, yeah. So it's difficult when you're wearing high heels on this grass exactly. and sitting on hay, hay bales. So come as you are, and um, yeah, we we we're going to have a wonderful day. It looks like the weather's going to be great as well. So. And definitely do not bring the kids because I don't think no, this is a family. No, it's definitely kid friendly. Oh. We've actually got a um, a kids entertainment area right next door to our our area. So kids are welcome, and also in in our area as well. We we actually been selling um, a few few kids tickets as well so definitely kid friendly um and because we've got lots of um kids stuff that they can do so and it's outdoors so why not bring the kids along sounds very cool yes sounds very it's a little cool. bit different to the jmb net durban july and and we like that because you know not everyone wants to go because of their kids so at least this year they can bring their kids along and enjoy it all together is there entertainment at all there is entertainment. There's going to be the, the oh, you did say tribute band, mm, mm, mm. and that's going to be on a stage right next door to our area. So we'll be feeding off them. So I think it's going to be awesome. And um, you know, we haven't heard that in a while. So why not listen to the Bee Gees? <laughs> We're looking forward to that. Actually, we will have a little. We will have a DJ in our area just for background music and stuff. But I think the Bee Gees is going to take the, <laughs> take the show. You know, of the day. <laughs> If it's not the horses, it will be our area, definitely, and the Bee Gees, I think. Cheesy, cheesy, cheesy. 
<laughs> I hope you're coming along. Darling, no, I wish I could. I'm, I'm, in, I'm on the other side of the world. But uh, enjoy it. Enjoy it. If, oh, and and su- survive. If you survive uh, Halloween tonight, then uh, you must go to the Bourbon Beer and Burger Festival. Oh, thank, thank you so and, much. And is, is, is there a website? Is there a website? There is a website. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can look at it's, um, it's www triple Fantastic. Enjoy, enjoy. Oh, oh, yeah, we lost her. I think there was something wrong with that line. Well, Athena Noranius, Festival Director, www.triplebee.co.za. So if you're around the area, Turfantine Racecourse, tomorrow go out and have some bourbon, beer, and burger for a good cause because somebody uh, uh, there's 500,000 rand that's being divided and given to a variety of charities um, and the 16 horses running so that's where you ought to be going um, I don't know if I have time yes I do have time to start my conversation with Linda Kaoma who's the project manager for Badilisha Poetry Exchange and uh, they have a new, they have a mobile campaign, which is, I think, the world's largest online audio archive of Pan-African poetry. One, I, I can't wait to hear about it. We'll take a little break and then come back and talk to Linda. People developing intolerance and superiority consciousness against other people's religion. And condescendingly say your religion is um, less of, of less value than my, than my own. I think we need to grow that. In the new South Africa, we must liberate religion. The entire country has thrown God out. So it's small wonder for the corruption, the bribery, the promiscuity, you name it, that goes on in this country because they've thrown God out. Join me, Kanyuma Kubane, every Sunday between 6 and 8 p.m. on Living Sounds, right here on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Otherwise, on SAFM. Project Manager for Badalisha Poetry Exchange, Linda Kaoma, is it, Linda? Yes, it is. Kaoma. Kaoma. Thank you for joining us. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Are you, are you excited f- with this campaign? I am very, very excited. Tell us about Badilisha. What is Badilisha Poetry Exchange? Yeah, so I can confidently say that Badilisha Poetry Exchange is the home of African poets and poetry. Mm-hmm. So we are an online audio archive, and so far we've showcased 350 poets um, from 24 countries, and we wow. have poetry in 14 languages. So we're really in the business of spotlighting African poets on the continent and the diaspora. Why is it important to have this hub? I think it's important because as it stands right now, we are one of the few um, databases of African poets. And this means that African Africans and African poets have, you know, ac- access to, you know, today poets. And it's important for emerging poets to be able to inspired by their own people before they are inspired by, you know, by, by the West and influenced by the West. So it's really giving poets an option of, you know, um, reading and exploring work that is written by, you know, someone like them, someone who sounds like them, someone who's from a similar context. 
and the issues dealt with in these in this kind of poetry is is a uh, uh, is a kind of theme that runs through it, or it, it, it doesn't matter as long as it it is from the continent. It doesn't matter. We have so so many themes. We have poets exploring love, poets exploring social political issues, spirituality. It's really just a mixed bag of brilliance. Oh, of brilliance. Eh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we feature all kinds of poets. So we're not just looking at, um, you know, the, the established poets. We look at um, emerging contemporary poets. We look at historic poets. It's really to give uh, a, a representation of what's happening poetically in Africa. Stay on the line for me. We're taking news headlines and we'll be back with you in a minute. Huh? All right. Thank you. And it's time for SAFM News Headlines with Anne Musa. A very good afternoon to you. The body of the late Bafana Bafana captain and goalkeeper Senzo Mehiwa has arrived in Durban from Johannesburg. The D598 road linking Ishowe and Nkandla in northern KwaZulu-Natal has been reopened. Earlier, the community of Vuma barricaded the road with burning tires, stones and rubble. And government has expressed concern at the political developments in Burkina Faso. Details on these and other stories at 2. Otherwise... On My guest is Linda Kaoma, project manager for Badilisha Poetry Exchange, but also editor of Unbranded Truth Online magazine. She's a writer and poet and a UST graduate as well. Is, is Unbranded Truth, was, was it the influence to get uh, Badilisha online? No, not at all. Unbranded Truth and Badalisha are completely um, two different um, entities. Mm-hmm. Unbranded Truth is something that I do on the side, and, and it's really about inspiring young women to be, you know, to embrace self-acceptance. Whereas Badalisha is a project that is produced by an NGO based here in Cape Town mm-hmm. called the Africa Center. So it's just, you know, it's just the work that I do. Oh, fantastic! And I, I love. I'd love to hear what happens in your head when, <laughs> when you do all these things. But, There's but a lot happening. I can it's, hear that. Yeah, I can hear that. It can be a little confusing and conflicting, but you know we carry on. <laughs> it wouldn't be as exciting if it wasn't confusing and conflicting. Well, true. But now, how do people then get to uh, uh, exist on 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 this online exchange? Mm-hmm. Um, do they apply to you? What is the process? How do you mm. qualify to submit your work? So like I said earlier on, anybody can, can apply. We have a submission page on our, our, our website, which is um, com, And we just require that um, people be obviously from, you know, from Africa um, or of African descent. So we just ask them to submit three MP3s, the text to their poems, a bio and a picture. And from there on, we have a selection process because we are trying to maintain a certain standard of mm-hmm. poetry. Although we welcome everybody, it has to be um, really good um, poetry. So if, they, if there are poets out there who want to submit, they can do so via our website. What happens then to old poetry that existed before uh, Badalisha Poetry Exchange? Because there's some gems that mm. need to be collected and I, I suppose republished uh, through Badalisha Poetry Exchange. 
Yeah, so like I said, we have both contemporary and historical poets mm -hmm. um, archived on the website. And because I feel like um, contemporary poets is very easy for them to, you know, to access our website. And with the historical um, poets, we have to do, um, it's more of a concerted effort. So we do travel to specific countries and do a lot of research and find, you know, the old James and record them and have them on the website. A few months ago, I was actually in East Africa where I did a tour in, in Kenya, in Uganda, and in Tanzania, and we recorded both contemporary and historical poets. Lovely. Um, now, if I access these, po these poems um, and I fall in love with one, I'm an artist, I want to use it for, as my lyrics, mm -hmm. are there restrictions to further creativity uh, through, through, you know, um, on, with these po poems? Yes, there is um, copyright. Mm -hmm. um, so, but we do have, um, you know, communication and access to all our poets. Mm -hmm. So, if you do want, if you do want to work with one of our poets, we can easily put you in touch with them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's what we also, uh, over and above the archive, we're also trying to create, um, you know, exposure for these poets. As it stands, poets do not have, you know, they do not have many opportunities that are available for them. So, by having this international platform we're hoping like people like you and other people who are interested in poetry you know can contact our poets and offer them some career opportunities and we also distribute our you know the the podcast we distribute them on platforms like Mixit and itunes and mm -hmm. we recommend our poets to festivals around the world and events so it's really um about empowering the african poets and do you have any upcoming events um, we are running a, a campaign actually currently. Um, we just um, launched our mobile enabled um, website, which is very exciting for us and very necessary because we are trying to reach um, not just South Africans, we're trying to reach the rest of Africa. Mm -hmm. And they usually access, they mostly access um, the internet via mobile. So it's very important for us to have this mobile enabled um, website. And as part of that campaign, we're having a um, hashtag here Africa on social media. So we are on Facebook and Twitter and we are discussing an array of issues pertaining to African poetry. Okay, hashtag here Africa. Yes. What is that? It's, it's okay. Okay, that's how people can connect. All yes. right. Yes, that's that's the name of the campaign. So if you go on Twitter and you search hashtag here Africa, mm -hmm. you can um, find the previous conversations and discussions that um, we've had, and um, you can also join us because we it's, it's, we always have it. Like we've been having it for the past couple of weeks. But on a, on a Thursday, that's when we interview other poets, we invite other poets or anybody who um, is associated with poetry in any way to come um, answer questions that we have. So it's really about creating a community of, um, of poetry lovers who want to discuss varied topics. Now, being a Friday, can I ask you to be so kind as to give us just a short poem? For me, <laughs> that, that I was not prepared for. I know, I know, but I just wanted you to be creative at this point. <laughs> you know what I will do? Um, it's an open invitation to you next week, Thursday. Okay. Come and join our hashtag here, Africa. 
and you can you can have access to um, various um, various poems and poets. <laughs> Otherwise, you can go on to badalishapoetry dot com mm. um, and have a look. Badalishapoetry dot com. Yes. That's where people can find all the information. Yes. Fantastic. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Uh, I think Thank it's a, it's a wonderful idea. And let's keep chatting when you've got stuff that you're doing. Yeah? Yes, let's. Thank you so much, Linda. Have Thank a great you. weekend. Bye. Have a good weekend. Um, there you have it. Uh, and wow, I'm, I'm going to go visit these websites. Um, is is where you will find more information. So all of it on the website. Um, now I'm going to talk to Athena. Athena, I'm talking to about Halloween, which is today, and uh, also Guy Fox. Am I am I talking to? No, no, it's Megan. I'm talking to Megan Hammond, events manager, content writer, and designer at Cape Town's online magazine. She's written two articles about the story of Halloween and history of Guy Fawkes Day. So we thought it was appropriate to be talking to her, uh, just to, to put it into context for us. I spoke to one of my colleagues earlier on today and they said, Halloween is not our thing. And do you agree, Megan? Welcome. Hi, Shadow. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. <laughs> Happy Halloween. <laughs> Where's my pumpkin? <laughs> Um, yeah, definitely. Halloween is def is not our thing. Mm. Um, it's kind of uh, more of a commercial. It's become a commercial holiday. Mm -hmm. I was just telling a colleague of mine that I noticed in Woolworths, they've got yeah, you know down that that sweet gauntlet. There are um, they've got a lot of um, Halloween themed decorations and sweets mm. and so on. But mm. really, isn't uh, an African or South African thing for that matter. But I suppose it's like Christmas, hey? Um, you know, people get excited and go and eat and, and have parties and celebrations and yeah. all of it commercial. Yes, yes, yes. But, but yeah. uh, you know, um, as far as kiddies going out and trick-or-treating, I mean, nobody goes out at night, you know, to walk the streets and in costumes and things like that here. But it's definitely more of an adult thing. Like Halloween themed parties and things to do and the zombie walk and the harder fest and you know I think adults decided to do something about it because it wasn't safe for the kids anymore so yes. they yes. always had to walk their children to the door yeah. to, to trick or treat yeah and and it, it, it's become very dangerous to let kids go on their own absolutely so what what should we expect what what is going on around um, Today, for instance, what, what, what are the expectations? What do we do when kids knock on our door and unaccompanied? Can I send them home or should I take them home? You should definitely send them home. <laughs> <laughs> well, they may not for, get home. the mother. They should not be on the streets at night. What about dad? Why is it Call dad. <laughs> Call anybody, a responsible adult. They must go home. They should not be walking the streets by themselves. I was listening to um, somebody called into a radio show and said that, you know, they've got like a Halloween, like the, the, the community itself, mm. the, the neighbors and things mm. like that. They, they get prepped and they do their Halloween thing. And, and I think if you live in, a, uh, especially in a gated community, that kind of thing would 
I would do that, mm. you know, with mm. my kids, but definitely not just any old street walking up and down. You know, as a writer, I just want to ask you something that has been bugging me, because mm-hmm. on a day like today, we encourage children to do and look as as most evil as you can and you know blood-strained skulls ghosts and everything which is scary and and yet we then want to complain when 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 a cartoon network shows ugly pictures ugly cartoons exactly so where do we draw the line psychologically for the children how do we explain to them that you know this is an a dress-up kind of thing as opposed to I don't know how to deal with it because I think we contradict ourselves. No, I, I agree with you, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the the guts and the gall. I mm. have a very delicate constitution, mm. and I'm more of a superhero kind of cartoon person. So mm. I think that parents need to obviously um, sort of PG that because. Um, you know, you can't send your kids to school looking like uh, death or yeah. a zombie yeah. or, you know. Yeah. I, I, I would much prefer to see a Superman or a Spider-Man or a Wonder Woman or the Powerpuff Girls. Like, <laughs> Got to be on the happy light side of things. Like, dress up as a fairy. Yeah. Dress up as a princess. Yes. But we are not going as Dracula. Well, I wonder what's going on out there. <laughs> <laughs> and and it, it's scary for me. But Guy Fawkes is around the corner. Yes. Guy Fawkes Day. Yes. Now, what's about that? Is it as popular as Halloween or, or commercially or not? I, you, you know, I grew up with Guy Fawkes Day. Um, so did I. It's, and I think it's one of those colonial imports because it's a, it's a British holiday. Um, poor Guy was the he was kind of like the fall guy i would say uh modern day uh lee harvey oswald mm-hmm. he took the fall for a for a botched assassination and he was kind of the face of a catholic versus protestant um you know um uh, coup kind of thing mm-hmm. and yeah usually in the st- in the uk they have a bonfire to celebrate the you know the failed plot and the uh, the um, death of Guy Fawkes and his co-conspirators, but here in Cape Town, I know that we usually let off fireworks. You know, before it was illegal to do so from your house, um, and now they've got sort of uh, safe spaces to um, to do fireworks displays. Um, but a friend of mine was saying that in Soweto they used to dress up, they used to gender swap, dress up as I, girls, dress up as boys. That's boys what I did. That's what I did. Yeah, and then we'd go, you know, knocking cans and collecting coins. In fact, we had a, a, a very uh, mishmashed uh, mix of Halloween and Guy Fawkes. Yeah, it sounds We like would it. dress up and you, we collected money from door, door to door. So don't give us sweets, please. That's when we, <laughs> we, we had permission to get cash, you know. I'm down for that. Yes. The bank is empty. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, which are you celebrating? Are you celebrating Halloween tonight? Well, I've got... I'm dressed in black and I've got some makeup on. So that's about as Halloween as I'm going to get. Well, wherever you are, Megan, <laughs> enjoy it thoroughly. And thank you so much thank for you your so time. Much, thank you. All right, keep well. You take care.